Let's take two angles on Proposition HH. First, from the point of view of small business owners with Jim Noon. He's a member of the NFIB. And then let's search for those who truly benefit from this tax increase disguised as a tax cut with Ben Murray of the Fiscal Policy Center at Independence Institute. This is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program as always by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel, IITV. That stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. You're gonna like this discussion. There's an old saying that businesses don't pay taxes. People pay taxes. Let's find out from a guy who runs a business. How are you doing? Good to see you. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. So you own a a business that sells boxes. Yes. I've always found that fascinating. (laughs) So you carry your money home in the box. Of course. Yeah. You actually sold this business a couple years ago, but how long did you do it? Did it for about 35 years. Really? And it was right here in Colorado, a Colorado business. Yes, Colorado business, one location. And you made boxes, and you sold boxes. Mm-hmm. This is for other businesses. Yes. All right. Shipping everything. Businesses pay taxes. Yes, lots of them. What do you mean lots of them? <laughs> because we don't see, businesses pay property taxes, right? Yes. One of the things I don't think people get is that you pass those taxes on. I'm yeah. assuming. You have to pass on every expense. Otherwise, you go out of business. Say a little bit more of that. Well, if any expense goes up, you're going to have to raise your prices or somehow cut your cost. Um, otherwise, you, you won't be there to pay the taxes the next day. So what kind of taxes do you have to pay? I'm just curious. Well, we collect and remit sales tax. That's probably the biggest dollar amount. But we have property tax and business personal property tax and you have employees, you have we to have pay. employees, we have, you know, head tax and payroll taxes. And A lot of people don't know that the payroll taxes they pay, that FICA and all the rest, you pay the same amount. Right, we get to match that. That's a delightful thing. Yeah. All right. And whatever taxes happen in Colorado that don't happen someplace else, your competitors don't have to pay that tax, you do. Correct. Including income taxes. Yes. So your company pays a tax, and if your competitor's out of state and doesn't have to pay that income tax, they get a competitive advantage. Correct. All right. Which is why the states compete. I want to talk about property tax. Businesses pay a lot of property tax in Colorado, and thanks to the Gallagher Amendment, which is no longer, they paid a lot more in property tax. A lot more. It's gone. So you should be happy now that you know, everything's, everything's hunky-dory, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, then HH comes around and wants to lower the property tax rate for the assessment rate for us. It's terrific. It's going to be great. Let's get into that. HH is going to lower property taxes for everyone. In fact, the first few words on it is for property tax relief. It's like Rolaids. It's for relief. And as a business guy, you got a location, you have to pay property tax on your business. This is a big relief for you. It's going to be a slam dunk. So you're going to vote for it. Absolutely not. 
Um, so you're going to vote for it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you vote for something that this is one of the major drivers and the property tax for businesses like yours are going skyrocketing with the new higher assessments that are going up? How do you not vote? How do small businesses like yours, how do owners like yours, you not vote for this? Well, on the surface, you're exactly correct. Um, but you need to dig a little bit deeper and find out what this is really doing. And part of that is you look at how they're selling it. Okay, the state doesn't collect property tax, so they're just being benevolent old souls and helping us out in a, in a time of need. Well, the bottom line there is, one, they say that it's going to be uh, property tax relief. And once you find out that the property tax relief comes from your own money, I mean, I can hand you a $100 check or I can let you get into a lottery for the hand $100 check. I think I'd rather have the $100 check. Uh, secondly, they talk about, well, schools. So if the property tax didn't get you, everybody's a sucker for schools. So that sounds great. This is going to put a whole lot of money in schools. And then... The, they don't realize until you read the fine print that the state has to backfill schools because of Amendment 23, and therefore they don't have to spend as much money backfilling if they find another way of funding. So they get to keep all that money. But the worst thing at all is it's the death of Tabor. So The Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Yes. So the two main things of Tabor are one, voting on new taxes, and two, not spending more money over the Tabor limit. Well, they've already found a way around the voting on new taxes. You just call it a fee. So, and this will put a, the end to being able to just keep all the money forever. Now, you haven't, you've seen some fees, but you haven't seen a lot. Then, because if they did it too much, they weren't allowed to keep the money, so they'd give it, you know, they'd have to give it back. Once they don't have to give it back, look, Mr. Businessman, how many fees are you going to get hit with? Because they love to do it to business, because business doesn't vote. Business can't do anything about it except fund elections. <laughs> so you've always been a great member of a group called the NFIB the National Federation of Independent Businesses. Do I have that right? Yes, you do. All right. This has been nationwide the premier organization for small businesses. Uh, Tony Gagliardi has been the head of it here in Colorado for, for a number of years. Overwhelmingly, NFIB has been active in all sorts of things. They poll their membership to find out whether or not to support or oppose any of these members, any of these measures. You guys came out as a strong no on HH. This was a surprise to me because anytime you just look at the wording of a measure, reduce property taxes. Small businesses need property tax relief. This is reduce, it's to, for property tax relief. And small business guys who've got a lot of experience with wording of, of of governmental issues 
overwhelmingly said, we're voting down on it. What, what does it mean to you that the organization you're part of overwhelmingly said, vote against this? Why? Why are so many businesses like yours so skeptical and urging a no vote? One reason is small businesses, we live here. We've also seen what government has done before. Uh, so I believe it was even 90%, which we don't get 90% you know, voting on any issues since I've been watching this. Wow. Um, so it's, they, they figured it out pretty quick. Um, the first thing they figured out is, you're right, you're just giving back your own money. You know, that just seems silly. Uh, then when they read more of the fine print, this is, this is going to be an absolute disaster. This is going to make us look just like California. One of the other... How so? Well, one of the other things that Tabor did is it stopped the state from having feast and famine. So and when the times are good, you know, all of its revenues coming in and they would, but even before Tabor, They'd spend it all. They'd spend all of it. Then a couple of years later, they'd have a recession, and they'd go, well, now we can't afford to do all these programs. What are we going to do about it? Well, we're going to raise taxes. And then a couple of years later, when everything's great again, okay, we have all this money, all and it just keeps going over and over and over again. And Tabor stopped them from doing that. Let me, let me draw that out real fast, which is when money comes in, the budget goes up, and when government spends money, it doesn't spend it on pizza and beer. It spends it on new programs, right. which means a dollar spent today is a buck and a quarter next year, or a buck and a dime next year, and it keeps going up and up. When Tabor says, no, you can't spend it, you got to spend it at the same level plus inflation, and whatever is put in gets refunded. We got those wonderful checks last year. That keeps it in check. And then when the recession comes, you're already down here. You're not up here and you're fine. It has saved us over and over and over again. When HH passes and we no longer get our refund checks, but the budget goes up to here, it's going to crash, but we're going to be spending here. What are they going to say? Raise more taxes. And then the next one, it's going to be up to there. It's, it's going to be bad. But, but it feels so good because we need some property tax relief. Oh, we absolutely need property tax relief. And the best way of doing it is if the property tax taxing authorities had the original Tabor on them and had not debruced, it would have automatically lowered the mill levy with these skyrocketing housing prices, and we'd all be happy. Oh, you just said something that people who've moved here would have no idea about. Right. Some municipalities haven't done a Tabor override, which says if you have that extra money, if you've overridden Tabor, they got to keep it. Right. So I think about Jefferson County, and they're going to get all this extra money. And they tried to Tabor override just last year, and it failed. So all that extra money is now going to have to be returned back to voters. Go to Denver County or Boulder County or most places, all that extra money is going to get kept. And so all that property tax increases, sorry, you're going you're gonna to have to have it. Yeah, I think there's a Trojan horse here. People don't realize that this property tax relief is just coming out of your taper refunds. It's here, take the money I'm going to get from this. Oh, you're going to get it over here instead. And, and maybe, because it maybe. doesn't go back equitably. 
And also, it means in the future, our Tabor refunds are gone forever. Yes. So do you think most business owners understand that? I mean, small business guys are so busy trying to stay alive in this economy. Do you really think they understand what the NFIB understands, that this is going to hurt them in the long run? Or are they so hungry for a little bit of tax relief now they're going to grab it? No, that's why it's 90% think this is a bad idea because they understand the idea of the Trojan horse. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be in the building soon. And do you think even those who are not members of the NFIB who won't be able, that they get that? The guy who owns the ice cream stand, the guy who's, who's got the mechanic shop? They need some there will be education necessary because not all of them will. Um, NFIB does a great job of providing information to its members. So if you're just all by yourself and you don't think about elections until the uh, ballot shows up in the mail, uh, you're right. You, you're going to look at this. As a matter of fact, I got the blue book yesterday. I looked at that and I was like, wow, we got 10 pages of this is all great idea. And you get a quarter page of, well, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me finish up on this. For that small business guy who, who, who fell down and accidentally watched this show, he can't get to the remote control to get to something good. <laughs> what is your message to him or to her? They're watching this and they're like, I just need some relief. I know nothing about nothing on HH. If they needed to know one thing, what is that they need to know? need to know that this is probably the sneakiest piece of legislation I've seen in the 25 years I've been watching legislation. Um, it's got something for everybody, but it all goes away, and then you've got nothing. Sounds like a bad marriage. Yes. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, thanks so much. Jim, what you do is incredible. I thank you for all your years working on activities. I thank you for what you do for NFIB as well. All right, appreciate it. And uh, save me a big box. I will do that. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> okay. So we understand why small businesses don't like Prop HH. But what about everyone else? Ben Murray from the Fiscal Policy Center at the Independence Institute. Let's just go down the list. If you're a renter and you rent an apartment or you rent a house, that's where you live, you'd vote for this, wouldn't you? Well, if you like tax increases, but for you, it's a tax increase if you're a renter. How is that possible? It says for property tax relief. Well, if you're a renter, you don't own, own property, most likely. I mean, I suppose you could be a property owner and rent. But for, the, for most renters, you're not a property owner, right? So we'll get into the whole for property tax relief thing that's, that's on the ballot. But putting that aside, you're, you're clearly not going to get property tax relief if you're a renter. So you're just getting the tax increase that comes from your taper refund being taken away. So the other part of that, if you don't own property, the property tax relief teaser at the front doesn't matter. It's the, you don't get your tax refunds anymore after this. That's right. All right. If you are a homeowner, let's say you don't rent your place, you own it. Those slick few words at the beginning, for property tax relief, and we need property tax relief, you definitely want to vote for Proposition HH this fall because you get property tax relief. It's right, it's right there. It's the first sentence of the whole thing. John, I can give you it word for word. Shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, what it says. Number one is this measure does not reduce property taxes. 
But that aside, even if you were It to- says <laughs> it, Murray, Look, right there. Shall property taxes be reduced? So it doesn't reduce property taxes. Uh, and by the way, what I mean by that is, if, if your view is, like a normal person, you say, okay, if you say you're going to reduce my property taxes, then that means my property taxes should be at a reduced level versus what they were last year, right? They should be lower, right? This does not do that. You're telling me that if I vote yes on HH, and if HH passes, my property taxes next year, when I have to pay property taxes at the end of this year, will actually be higher than they were the year before. Not just higher, but much higher. So on the property tax side, the legislature chose to put Coloradans, property owners, in a lose-lose situation. They've said, look, you can have a massive property tax increase or a slightly less massive property tax increase. Right? So uh, this changes from homeowner to homeowner, from property owner to property owner. I don't think there are any property owners that'll, that would see a, a tax reduction, property tax reduction under HH, but it can change depending on where you live. The Douglas County Assessor, Toby Damish is his name. He gave an estimate for Douglas County, where he's the assessor. He said, Douglas County, if HH fails, they're going to see about a 43% tax increase on average, property tax increase for homes. If it passes, it'll be about a 39% property tax increase. So really what they should say is, shall property taxes be reduced from an already massive increase to slightly less of a massive increase. Right. And so if you buy the argument that this that that slightly reducing the massive increase in property taxes is tax relief, if you buy that argument and say, okay, well, how much tax relief is that? Right? It might be, say, 180 bucks for a, a typical homeowner, right? That's it. Yeah. 180 bucks. You get that in the first year when they reduce the assessment rate from 6.765% to 6.7%. That's the that's the rate reduction you're getting. It might might cause you to have um, that's, that's, say that again. So a 0.065% rate reduction is what HH is offering um, residential homeowners, right? On the uh, assessment rate. On the assessment rate. There we go. Now, what does that mean? Maybe you're a typical homeowner, you're about to see a $1,000 tax incre- property tax increase from last year to this year. Uh, if HH passes, maybe you get a you know, $820 tax increase, right? But you're going to give up over $5,000 in refunds over the next decade. But won't that little tax cut, that little tax or less of an increase, won't that little less of an increase add up to more over that decade than what I'm going to lose in, in my tax refunds? Well, keep in, so let's just say you keep saving that every year. Let's say, say okay, so that's $180 less every year that I'm going to pay in taxes. Okay, fine. Add that up. Multiply 180 times 10. What does that give you? $1,800 versus a $5,000 reduction in your TABOR refunds. It's not complicated math. This is a massive tax increase, even if you accept the notion that a reduction in the increase is, a, is tax relief, which I, I don't accept that notion, right? Because that's the other side of it. Proposition HH doesn't actually provide property tax relief, right? It, it results in a massive increase in your property taxes, but also it locks in this tax increase that's coming. It just locks it in a, at a slightly lower level. In other words, we're going to see this massive property tax increase because politicians put us in a lose-lose situation. They repealed the Gallagher Amendment that would have prevented this large tax increase, okay? And rather than giving us real tax relief, they said, okay, here's a measure that takes your Tabor refunds and locks in the, the rate at 6.7% forever. In other words, if they had done nothing, the rate would be 5% or lower. 
So they said, hey, let's lock in the rate at 6.7% forever. So let's just lock in this tax increase forever. And that, you give up your taper refund. Let me put that into English to see if I understand. If they didn't repeal Gallagher, wouldn't be going to 6 point whatever. It would be going down to 5 point whatever. And it would be going down and going down to keep our property taxes at roughly the same level. Yeah. They wouldn't be going up by 43%. They'd be going up by... 5%. 5%. The price of inflation, surprisingly. Right. All right. So if you're a property owner, and it says for property tax relief, it will give you a little bit of relief, but it will take away a whole lot more in your tax refunds. Yeah, I mean, the, the simple way to put it, I mean, that, that's a good way to put it. The, the, the way I would put it, John, is I would say, look, our legislators caused this 40% tax in, property tax increase. And they've said, hey, voters, is it cool if we just lock in a 35% tax increase and get, take your taper refunds away? See, that's not going to fit on a bumper sticker. That's what a policy analyst would say. <laughs> what I would say to voters is, hey, look, that's not how, how you do it. So shorten it up into a bumper sticker. What is HH? It's a tax increase. HH means no more tax refunds. No refunds for you. That's what it means. But, but I'm trying to get to the property tax side of it. Because I think yeah. there are a lot of people who are like, okay, I'm weighing these two sides. No, you're not weighing two sides. It's bad for property tax reform. It's bad for taper refunds. It's bad all around, right? Look, when home values rise, if the, if the tax rate is the same, then that means your tax bill rises as much as your home's value. That's why property taxes are going up a bunch right now. Property tax rate is fixed at a certain rate. You increase the value 40%, taxes go up 40%. If you want to control the future growth in your property tax bill, you have to bring the rate down as values go up. HH does not do that. It fixes the rate at 6.7%. What does that mean if I'm a homeowner? It means every time your property value goes up, your taxes go up the same way. Now, you've done nothing to make your house more valuable. It could be more run down, but your property is going to go up. This is what happened in California. This hurts poor people. All right, then tell me, who in the world wants to vote yes if they understand all this? If you're telling me that small businesses, large businesses, homeowners, renters, everybody gets hosed, somebody, some, somebody wins on this. Otherwise, they wouldn't put it there. Who wins? So the one good thing in Proposition HH is that it makes the senior homestead exemption portable. It's the one good thing, I, truly good thing I can find is it makes the senior homestead exemption portable. This is something we should have done a long time ago. Um, it's something that Republicans in the legislature have tried to do year after year after year. And the same people who are now putting Proposition HH before voters kept killing that over and over and over. Um, they wouldn't let- and For folks who don't quite get that, this is at a certain age, if you've lived in your house for 10 years, you get to take a bigger deduction for your house because you've lived there longer and it's not your fault that it's gone up in value. But if you move, you don't get that. You lose that exemption. So they said, if you've lived in a house, you lived here long enough, and you move, you still get to take that deduction with you. Which is good policy. And that's the one good thing in Proposition HH. And if you're a senior, I mean, I'd probably be tempted if I were a senior to, 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 to take that. But here's the thing. You know, politicians love to use seniors as pawns. This is the way I see it. And they, they think seniors are stupid. And they think seniors can just be used. And they've killed... Legisla legislation year after year to, to do this, to make the senior exemption portable. And now the same people who kept killing that, who wouldn't let seniors have that, are now using it as a 
kind of a weapon to, to, to extort seniors into voting to give up their table refunds forever. And by the way, that senior exemption is not massive. It's how much more is it? $100,000. $100,000. All right. And what I find fascinating is they don't need, they, the legislature and the governor, they don't need to go to a public vote to have done this. They could have done this legislatively. Yeah. So, so they, they sh- could have and they should. So if I were a senior, here's what I would do. I would say, no, I'm, I'm not going to be used by an, another politician again. I, I don't accept that. I would vote against Proposition HH if I were a senior and keep my Tabor refunds. And then I would demand that my politicians go back to the legislature and do their job and make the senior port- exemption portable because it's good policy. And the Democrats say they want it, but only if they get all of your Tabor refunds and all your kids' Tabor refunds and your grandkids' Tabor refunds and your great-grandkids' Tabor refunds. This is what they want. They finally found a scam to take it all. All right, so who wins? So I, 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 was, I was thinking through who are the taxpayers who would actually benefit. And I, honestly, I can't think of taxpayers who, are, who benefit. I mean, look, maybe if you're not a homeowner, you don't own property, um, and you don't pay any state taxes, and you don't expect to ever pay any state taxes, then, then maybe, maybe you benefit and that the government's going to get more money, and you can hope that some of that money will be spent on something for you. I mean, maybe you're homeless living in Denver, and you're, you, you don't pay taxes, you don't own property, you don't expect you to don't ever pay, pay taxes. So you're not losing any Tabor refunds because you're, you know, you're living on the street. Um, and, but maybe they'll use some of that new tax money they collected from everybody else to, to build some, some new safe injection site. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't think of a lot of taxpayers who win, you know, a lot of Coloradans who win. But government wins. Teachers unions win. Why do teachers unions win? Explain that. Well, this gets a little complicated, but... Um, there's, Only there's, you make everything complicated. <laughs> so dumb it down for me. There's the argument that this will fill, teacher, fill teachers' unions' coffers. Um, it'll, it'll funnel a whole lot more money, billions of dollars over the long term, into the public education fund, the state education fund. And a lot of that money, obviously, will go and benefit the bottom line for teachers' unions. I mean, yeah. the other ones funding this, the Yes campaign, are, are the teachers' unions. That's because the state won't have to backfill as many local districts? Something like that, yeah. Okay. So think about, the, think about it like this, John. Have you ever known... Democrats and teachers unions to spend, you know, a million dollars to try to pass tax cuts. <laughs> now, you should have just said that the first time. So the teachers unions have supported this. They're putting money into the campaign. Have the teachers unions ever supported real tax relief? Specifically property tax cuts. Right. Because property tax is where they get most of their funding. Mill levy increases. That's where they get the funding for their buildings. Uh, so, um, so have they ever, ever supported a tax cut? No, they have never. Why are they supporting it now? Hmm. Could it be that it's not really a tax cut, that it's actually a tax increase? Right. And, AG- and people should know that. Maybe it's a yes. great policy and you want a massive tax increase, but you should know that it's a tax increase. As Kyle Clark said on Channel 9, Governor, we're not stupid. You know, this is a tax increase. This is, this is taking our, our Tabor refunds and doing it. Could be a great policy if that's what you want, but let us know that's what it is. Who else wins? Teachers unions win? Uh, the, the state wins. The state legislature the wins. The state legislature wins. Right? The state because loses. 
right, the state of Colorado loses, the state legislature, the state government. If you're a, a big spender in the state government, if you want, if you think the government should be spending more money that was earned by taxpayers, then you win. Uh, I, I mean, this massively increases the power of, of the state government. In fact, even if you like, even if you are, are okay with higher taxes and you think the government should be doing more, one question you should ask yourself when it comes to HH is, do I want my local government doing it? Do I want the money going to local government? Or do I want even more money being filtered through the state government, empowering state-level bureaucrats and politicians to then have the money pass through their hands and filter it back down to local governments, right? This And that's what this does. HH reduces the increase in revenue local governments will get, but 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 increases state spending, state government budget, uh, by multiple times of that of of that local decrease in taxes. That's why it's a net huge tax increase. But it also means the state now gets to divvy out that money back to local governments, and they get to be the arbiters of how that money gets divvied back out to local governments. So in other words, Denver bureaucrats, Denver legislators get to decide where all the billions and billions of this new tax increase goes. So let's say you're locally, you're like, you know what, I would like to see taxes go up. I'd like to see my local government fire department get funded a little bit more, my schools get funded a little bit more. Okay. Well, don't you just want to give that money to your local officials that you have more direct say in rather than having to send it up to the state to filter through the hands of state politicians and bureaucrats? What worries me is just how delicious this sounds. It, you look at the wording, and it sounds great. We ought to remember that the wording was not written by an objective third party. When I put something on the ballot, it goes to the title board. And the title board looks at it and says, this is what your proposal does. We will describe it to the voters what they read on the ballot. That's called the ballot title. When the legislature does, they get to deceive people and they write their own ballot title. That's why they can say, um, shall property taxes, shall there be property tax relief? When in fact, it's a tax increase. Yeah, and this is, unfortunately, this is a game that they always play. The reason why property taxes are going up so much is because the legislature deceived voters in 2020 and they wrote ballot language that have caused our property tax, they wrote ballot language that, that, that voters accepted because they didn't understand what it meant, and it caused this property tax increase. And now they're trying the same thing again. You know, it's like, fool me once, shame on the legislature. Fool us twice, shame on us. Do you think people understand this? You and I get this, because we live this. People are seeing their assessments go skyrocketing. They're worried about property tax relief. This shell game looks like it. People want to grab for this. It's just too tempting. It's two or three steps mentally to understand that you're actually going to lose tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold over time what you're going to get in this tiny little so-called property tax relief. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're listening to this and you're a voter out there and you want to talk to your neighbor, I would just say, look, the legislature is deceiving you. This is a tax increase. How do you explain that in an economy of words, Mr. Wonk? That was pretty short. Yes, but then say it, how do you mean that? It takes away your taper refunds. It increases yeah. your taxes by taking away your taper refunds. Forever. Forever. Not at first, but over time, and it's gone. I suggest we say no and force the legislature back to really fix this issue. And they have to. They have to. 
there's a better deal to be made. And by the way, they can lower our property taxes. They can give us the property tax relief we need without asking us. They only need to ask our permission to raise our taxes. They don't need to ask our permission to lower our taxes. Say that again because I don't think people get it. The only reason why Proposition HH is on the ballot is because they need our permission to raise our taxes by taking our taper refunds. The Constitution requires voter consent for that. So when they say property tax relief, they don't need to go to the ballot. When they say uh, portable uh, senior homestead exemption, they don't need to go to the ballot for that. Everything else they put in there about helping out kids and schools, they don't need that. It's all about taking our TABOR refunds, which they don't put in the ballot language. They put in this innocuous thing that says, we paid for by surpluses. That's it. Yep. Like they have a closet full of money. That closet full of money is our tax refunds, and they don't explain that. The reason why the, this is on the ballot to begin with isn't even stated in the ballot question clearly. It is not just unethical. It is downright immoral how this came to be everywhere. Not only is the legislature and the governor culpable for this, the media, if they don't make it clear that fourth estate is failing at their job, if they don't explain to voters exactly what this is, that is their job. Again, maybe it's the best policy there is, but voters need to know this. Well, Otherwise, then, they're just going to read the title and not understand. And the, and the mainstream media is starting to say it. I mean, Andy Kinney at Colorado Public Radio, um, he came out with an article recently explaining, hey, this is taking away your TABOR refunds. And Kyle Clark, as you mentioned, you know, he told people on his show, he said, look, gov you know, look, Governor Polis, we're not stupid. We understand that you're taking our money uh, in order to pay for this supposed property tax relief. The, the media gets it. They're, they're starting to say it. People want more information. Where, where do they go? So we've got a website, uh, which I believe you named, hhsucks.com. Uh, so they can go there. There's all kinds of great resources there and resources you can share, you, flyers you can print out, videos you can share. Go to hhsucks.com. Terrific. Leave it there. hhsucks.com. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend and I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations.